Moncrief on News Talk. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. And actually now, at a time of real geopolitical uncertainty, private intelligence can fill the gaps left by the national agencies, you know? Absolutely. Mm. And it, it feels to me, actually, that those are the really interesting and often unorthodox areas of fieldwork to which I'm probably best suited. Now, on your CV, it says that you're currently seconded to a unit near Aldersgate. Yes, I am. Yes. Um, <clears throat> it's a bespoke unit. Deals more in analogue methods of intelligence gathering that's actually given me a, a, a real grounding in more database. Yeah, and that's great. Uh, so you work at Slough House? Yes. I understand that it's not everyone's first choice of assignment. I do, but actually I found it invaluable. So you work with Jackson Lamb? Yeah. What's he like? Hmm. <laughs> That's uh, the second episode, uh, second season, I should say, uh, of Slow Horses. Available Apple TV Plus, and uh, new episodes uh, arrive every Friday. Rory Cashin, Entertainment Editor Joe Dotta E, joins us uh, once again. It only seems like five minutes ago that the first season of this came out. It was this April. So oh, right, it was then. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Like it's shocking that we get a second season, like two seasons within one year, is practically unheard of. But at the end of the first season, they actually already had a trailer cut together for the second season. And Apple have already given it the green light for season three and four. So I think they're very aware that this is this is just fantastic. Uh, it's from Will Smith, but not that Will Smith. It's okay. the other Will Smith. He's the guy who helped create Veep and the thick of it and some very funny political uh, comedies over the years. And in this, it's that same very dark, very acerbic comedy, but it's matched to a plot that is essentially Tinker Tailor Soldier Spy. Mm. Uh, and the second season is, aside from the characters, the plot does not carry over whatsoever. And it's a very, very, very complicated international assassin assassination plot. And again, it's headed by Gary Oldman, who is just one of the most disgusting characters on television. Everything he does and says is is to provoke a reaction out of uh, the people that he works with in Slough House. And Slough House is this kind of off-branch of MI5, uh, except they're all kind of looked down upon because they've all made terrible mistakes in their careers, but not mm. so bad they could be kicked out of M- MI5 completely. Right. So they're all kind of shunted off to this uh, to this small office off to one side, but they invariably get caught up in massive conspiracies. Same with the first season. And in this one, it's to do with uh, a potential undercover agent who's come over to live in London from Russia. And he's just found dead on a bus. And he may or may not have a connection to Gary Oldman's past when he was a much more top tier agent. Mm. Uh, it's very funny. It's very smart. You cannot look away for a second because there'll be a tiny, tiny, minuscule detail that will have huge ramifications three episodes from now. The cast is top-notch. As mentioned, Oldman, he's having a ball playing, being disgusting, but it's also got Jonathan Price. It's got Kristen Scott Thomas. It's got Jack Loudon. It's, everyone in it is, is really, really good. And again, it's it's just pure entertainment but with a very high IQ it's literally one of the best shows I've seen all year so this is kind of very George Smiley type energy here yes but with again it's it's I cannot overemphasize just how funny it is and again Ah, right okay that too like it's like Oldman he's he (laughs) 
it's, he's one of those people, if you've seen him, you'd, you'd cross the street to avoid him because you could just tell <laughs> he's just a nasty piece of work and he is reveling in being that disgusting because normally Oldman, like everything he does is is over the top. It doesn't matter what character is, if, it, mm. if it's the fifth element, mm. if it's Leon, if it's uh, the Darkest Minds, like everything he does is, is way over the top and in this he is just the most deplorable but he's so good at his job because he's been as an, an agent for the MI5 for decades. So he knows everyone. He he knows everyone's skeletons. He knows where everything's buried. So as much as people put him to one side, they also are very aware that they can't really cross him because he'll burn them. Mm. He's a very important part of the cog. Or, or, he's a very important cog of the MI5 machine, but he's also a loose wire because he just doesn't care. Yeah, I suppose Apple TV Plus, they haven't had a breakout yet. They need a breakout yet. Might this be it? It's like they've, I think they've had the best year. I like looking back over Apple TV Plus this year, like they had Severance, which I think is my mm. favorite show of this year so far. They had uh, Five Days at Memorial, which was this fantastic kind of docu-fiction uh, about uh, Hurricane Katrina. They've had a number of really, really, really great shows, but they just haven't built up the audience that Netflix or Prime Video or Disney Plus has. And I think it's because they don't really have anything that is turn your brain off, kind of just let it play over in the background. Everything is, to me, everything feels very, it's it's either very smart or it's highly emotional or like the Coen Brothers, the Tragedy of Macbeth Mm. was a direct Apple TV movie. The one last week. Will Smith's Emancipation is uh, an Apple TV Plus movie. So they get all this highbrow stuff, which is great to talk about and great to watch. And it's the stuff that you'll end up, you know, it's the water cooler shows, but it's not getting the audience because it just hasn't got the hooks in yet, I don't think. Yeah. Okay. Because, yeah, fun enough, none of that sounds like stuff you can double screen. Uh, You can be (laughs) checking out Instagram while it's on and not have missed anything. No, no, no. Everything, it's it's more... uh, it's more for your brain, I guess. It's not like pure... A lot of it isn't pure entertainment. A lot of it is, again, it's the talk about, it's the breakdown, it's after the episodes are over. You might go online and read the responses and read the theories and read what people think it might happen in the next episode. It's it's all very it's all very well-crafted and all very well put together, but it's not... It's There's nothing kind of lowest common denominator there at all. Yeah. Speak, speaking of which... <laughs> <laughs> take take note Apple TV Plus our next show is Harry and Meghan uh, part one already available on Netflix part two is coming this Thursday here's a clip you were late mm-hmm. he kept texting when he was like I'm in traffic I'm so sorry I'm in traffic I'm so sorry I was panicking I was freaking out I was like sweating again I didn't know him so I was like oh is, is this what he does Got it. Like this, I'm not doing. I'm not gonna sit. <laughs> what was that supposed to mean? Like, like one of the guys who's so much of an ego that you're not gonna, that you don't, that any girl would sit around and wait for a half hour for you. And I was just not interested in that. And then when I walked in, I hot, so sweaty, sweet. red ball of mess. She, she like, oh, like, that's oh, not, no, not, that's not what you. Just <laughs> I'm so, you are. so you genuinely sorry. Were like so embarrassed and late. There you go. Uh, right. Now, I suppose we have to do this because, I mean, the, 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 there's probably... I defy you to say anything about this, Rory, that people haven't heard already, really, at this point. Yeah, like, uh, reportedly, they got paid $80 million for this, mm. which yeah. is shocking. Yeah. Um, is it just just this and the other one? is like, there's nothing else they have to do. 
for the 18 million. I, I'm not sure. Maybe they have like, because I know, I think they've set up a production company amongst themselves. So maybe there is more coming down the line that isn't yeah. specifically a six parts documentary on their relationship. But good Lord, like my biggest <laughs> complaint with Netflix is that, do you know that old saying, uh, this meeting could have been an email? Yeah. Like yeah. this six part, one hour long per episode documentary series could have been 90 minutes. Mm. If even, because it's not that long ago that we had the Oprah interview uh, with, with this couple. So like, there's not much left to discuss. This feels, if, you, if you're if you really invested in the relationship of, of Harry and Meghan, there's a lot of behind the scenes footage. There's a lot of, it looks like going through someone else's Instagram account. Just oh, that photograph's lovely, and there there they are having a, a lovely time in in Africa together. And there's a bit more detail to to some of the stories that I guess everyone already knows. But there's there's literally there's nothing there. Like oddly enough, this was a show where I found it so difficult not to just reach my phone and go right. I'll wait until the music cue tells me that something interesting's about to happen <laughs> because it's just the two of them like being cute and talking about each other and uh, reaching for sympathy. Mm. And you can only have so much of that when they're in a position that they're in. Like, it, it just, it didn't vibe for me at all. Well, given the the 80 million quid mm. they were given for this, how well produced is it? And how Like the directors and producers, how well have they pitched this in terms of don't over syrup it. Don't overdo the bid for uh, for sympathy. Obviously, in that clip, they're trying to show, oh, look, they're just like you. Harry turned up nervous <laughs> with, you know, a huge entourage, of course, just to mop his brow, presumably. Yeah, like there is, there's been a lot of conversation around how much of a, of a final edit they've had in it. Mm. Initially, apparently, it was all up to directors. It was whatever they thought was best. Then it came to, there was a compromise, there was a conversation between everyone for what everyone felt was the best final cut. So there are some little moments, like Harry talks about the the infamous Nazi Halloween uh, yeah. costume, and he says it is the worst moment of his life. But there, there's it's a fraction compared to the amount of time spent to their text conversations when you're having a long-distance relationship. They're, they're, they're aiming to be relatable. They're aiming to, to kind of get across the same stories that we've heard so many times about how how Megan was kind of singled out by the royal family, how the tabloids especially are are a much bigger villain in this than I than I thought. I thought everything was going to be aimed towards the royal family being the bad guys, but it, the tabloids actually mm. have come across much worse once again, uh, which I think is part of the reason why the British tabloids have then turned on this show so much. Normally, if Pierce Morgan gives something a bad review, then it's probably going to be good. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> and, he, and he tore this, he tore it a new one, unsurprisingly. But, uh, and it, it annoys me to say this, he, he wasn't entirely incorrect. It is kind of a, a micro vanity project. Uh, and does it come across as them telling their story then? Yeah, like, the, yes, it does. But it's it's their version of events of of events that we've already heard about. So yeah. how many times do we need to hear the same stories over and over and over again? Could this have been better done in a later season of The Crown? You know, if mm. they had got someone else in to, to kind of dramatise the behind the scenes stuff? Because 
as much as they're telling their story, you do feel there is almost an invisible NDA within the family where they can only talk about so much. Yes. And yeah. I imagine that's very much the case here, where they, they're giving hints and nods towards stuff that may or may not have happened, but they can mm. only talk about it so much. Yeah, just as you were talking, I just looked up Netflix to see, because you know they do this trending now on Netflix. Yes. It's not hot. It's oh. not, it doesn't seem to be trending at all. The the the, the crime is trending, but not. Uh, that makes sense. <laughs> uh, which makes sense, but 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 not them. Yeah, and the the third episode almost ends on a cliffhanger where mm. it's like the wedding's coming, so you better come back. <laughs> Who for knows that. what <laughs> will happen next? Yes, my God. Right, uh, we'll move on to our uh, third show uh, today. Uh, it is entitled Three Pines. You can see it on Prime Video Two. Episodes drop each Friday. Here's a clip. Walk us through what you have so far. One minute she's sitting in the chair, next she's dead. And no one saw anything suspicious. Not a thing. She wasn't the easiest person to get along with. She was a little critical. She seemed a little cold. I think they all hated her, every single one of them. (laughs) Three Pines is a sanctuary, but this place has bad energy. Right, okay. Uh, uh, Alfred Molina's in it. Yeah. Love Alfred Molina. He's just he's just great. Yeah. Everything he does is he's just such a naturally gifted and likable actor. Uh he is a police detective in the Quebec region of Canada. Very smart by what uh, Prime Video are doing with this. So there's two episodes dropped every Friday and every two episodes is a, is an individual case that he has to solve. Ah, and right, next okay. Friday, two, two more episodes, each one an hour long, another case to solve, and it's so on for the next four weeks. So that was a very clever way of doing it, a good way to get people hooked back in. Melina, tremendous in it. Uh, the, the It's set in Three Pines, which is this kind of small, sleepy town, but it is directly... Uh, related to the indigenous population of of Canada, and there is an overarching kind of mystery where uh, people from that population, if they go missing or if they're killed, it's kind of just shrugged off and pushed to one side. Mm. And he has a, a kind of a vested interest in finding out a specific missing person from that, while kind of also solving these other murders that are directly related to it. So. It's a very easy watch. It reminded me of Columbo. It was, it's just such a, you just sit back, it's such a Sunday afternoon show where you watch the two of them, you're like, that was great. Can't wait to see Alfred next back, uh, back next week to solve another murder. It's, it's very easy watching. It's, it, it's very entertaining. Just, just, it's just, it's just nice. Even though it is a murder mystery, yeah. Like it's just a nice show to watch. It's, it's like highly recommended. There's also something, yeah, almost nostalgic in, in your description. Yeah, it's just you don't make nice. I don't want to say a nice murder mystery, but yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Know Columbo, what I mean. Agatha Christie, yeah. murder she wrote. There is a vibe to it where you're watching it, and it's there's moments where it's a bit of a thriller, and there's moments where they are tackling uh, heatier kind of ideas and stuff and, and the supporting cast is all great everything about it is is good and well made and it's beautiful cinematic that part of uh, Canada is just gorgeous gorgeous to mm. look at and it's it's just supremely easy watching it's there's, there's no major shocks there's, there's it's the exact opposite of slow horses in that you could get up and make a three course meal and come back and feel like you've missed nothing yeah. but it, you also don't mind because Alfred's in the other room with his, with his lovely voice just trying to just trying to solve a mystery and it's 
that's sometimes that's good enough. Okay, so we won't be seeing a slow horse's three pines crossover anytime soon from the sounds of it. I doubt it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Rory, thanks a million as ever. Uh, Rory Cashin there, entertainment editor at joe.ie. Moncrief. Brought to you by Avant Money. Think you're getting the best value from your bank? Think again. Weekdays at 2 p.m. on News Talk.